Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite, tell a friend, and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Terminator Resistance and the entire series of Five Nights at Freddy's HD. The games coming out this week are Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, Tools Up, Arise A Simple Story, Trover Saves the Universe, Everreach Project Eden, Big Pharma, Sea Carts, Kerbal Space Program Breaking Ground Expansion, Ancestors The Humankind Odyssey, Immortal Planet, Life is Strange 2 Episode 5 and I cannot wait to complete the season, and finally Halo Reach Remastered. Cannot wait to play that game in 4K after playing it for the second time over the summer on Xbox 360 backwards compatibility. Down onto last week's biggest news stories and we have 7 to cover this week. Number 1. Xbox Scarlet won't focus on VR because, quote, nobody's asking for it. Chris Priestman at IGN writes, Microsoft says that virtual reality isn't a focus for Xbox Scarlet as there isn't enough demand for it. Vice President of Gaming at Microsoft Phil Spencer has said in a new interview with Survivor at XO19 that virtual reality isn't a big part of next-gen console Xbox Scarlet. Quote, we're responding to what our customers are asking for and nobody's asking for VR, end quote. Spencer said, quote, the vast majority of our customers know if they want a VR experience, there's places to go get those. We see the volume of those on PC and other places, end quote. It's just not that Xbox players don't expect to have VR games, though, Spencer said. Microsoft's decision to push VR aside for now is due to the fact that, quote, nobody's selling millions and millions, end quote, of VR units. Well, I think we might get there eventually, end quote, Spencer added. Quote, but yeah, that's not where our focus is, end quote. This comes days after Valve announced the VR exclusive Half-Life Alex to much hype, though that's only going to be available on VR headsets that run on PCs. As the Sony stands on VR going into next gen, there's not much to say other than that PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible with the PS4's VR hardware and games. Whether we'll see a new PSVR headset made for the PS5, well, there's no word on that yet. A stance that I totally understand from Phil Spencer and Xbox as a business, but I am a little disappointed that they won't be at least given the option to play VR. I personally own an Oculus Rift, and Beat Saber is one of my favorite games of all time. I have so many games on there that I still need to play, yet I just never feel like setting it up on my PC. I feel like if it was on my Xbox, I might play it a little bit more. Number 2. Cyberpunk 2077 won't be on PS5 or Xbox Project Scarlet when they launch. Connor Sheridan at GamesRadar.com writes, Cyberpunk 2077 arriving near the end of the console generation makes it a natural target for speculation about a next-gen counterpart. It's a possibility that a PS5 and Xbox Project Scarlet version of Cyberpunk 2077 will happen, but it's a certainty that it isn't going to arrive along with the consoles in time for the holidays next year. Two leaders of CD Projekt Red talked about whether CD Projekt Red plans to bring the first-person RPG to next-gen consoles in a recent conference call with investors. Quote, when it comes to next gen, our game is coming to current gen consoles, and that is what we have announced, end quote. Chief Finance Officer Peter Nobutz began, quote, of course we do have insights into what's around the corner, what's happening with PlayStation and Xbox, and we're watching it closely. One may safely assume that at some point we're going to do something with the next gen, however we cannot be very specific about what that might be, or when exactly that might be. I will only safely assume that it's not going to be around the launch timeframe of those consoles, and I think that's pretty much it, end quote. I don't read too much into this as Xbox Project Scarlet will be backwards compatible with Xbox One, so whether it's specced for Project Scarlet, Cyberpunk 2077 is expected to run on the next-gen console. 
Granted that won't be built from the ground up for Project Scarlet, but I could see CD Projekt Red doing something similar to Rockstar with GTA 5. GTA 5 launched on the Xbox 360 and PS3, and when they did a version for PS4 and Xbox One, they enabled first-person perspective which wasn't on the old gen consoles. It would be really nice to see considering how big this game is supposed to be and how beautiful it's supposed to be running on our shiny new hardware, but it seems like we'll have to wait past the launch. Number 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Season 1 features biggest free content drop in Call of Duty history. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 1 will begin on December 3rd, 2019 and arrives with the biggest free content drop in Call of Duty history. Revealed via Call of Duty's Twitter, this update will include new multiplayer maps, a ground war map, 2v2 gunfight maps, multiplayer modes, special op experiences, and weapons. The full list is as followed. Multiplayer maps of Crash, Vacant, and Shipment, Ground War Map Port, 2v2 Gunfight Maps, Cargo, Atrium, Quote, and more. Multiplayer Modes, Reinforce, Gunfight OSP, and Infected. Special Op Experiences, Bomb Squad, Grounded, Pitch Black, Just Reward, Quote, and more. Weapons, Ram 7, and the Holger 26. All of this content will be available for free and at the same time on all platforms. This is a result of Activision's decision to not go with the traditional paid season pass with Call of Duty Modern Warfare in an effort to deliver more free maps and content as well as post-launch events to all players. Super cool to see Activision and Call of Duty go this route with free DLC for all. It always segmented the player base with whoever had bought the DLC and who didn't, and really excited to see some of these throwback maps and Crash, Bacon, and Shipment return to the series. Number 5. 1v1 and 3v3 modes are coming to Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Gunfight. Vicky Blake at Eurogamer writes, Plans to offer Call of Duty Modern Warfare's gunfight in both a 1v1 and 3v3 mode are coming, quote, at some point. When asked on Twitter if there were plans to introduce 3v3 squads to the shooter's popular gunfight, Joe Sassat, co-design director of multiplayer Infinity Ward, revealed that not only is a 3v3 option Call of Duty Modern Warfare's gunfight mode, but 1v1 is also on the way too. For now, Sassat only said that they're coming at some point in the future, but hopefully we get a firmer window soon. I wanted to throw this short little Call of Duty news story tweet in this week as I love the gunfight mode in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and I think 1v1 and 3v3 mode options would be really cool for the community. Number 6. Apex Legends' new level cap brings more rewards, even for returning players. Austin Goslin at Polygon writes, Since Apex Legends launched earlier this year, the level cap has been set at 100, but the game's most devoted players reached that milestone long ago and ran out of new levels to reach for. Respawn Entertainment will soon increase the level cap in Apex Legends to 500. This new increase also comes with a few changes to the way rewards players unlock rewards while they level. Now the first few levels will always grant an Apex pack, from level 2 all the way up to level 20. After that, players will get a pack every two levels up to level 300, then one pack every five levels. This means that there's now a total of 199 Apex packs to earn by leveling up in Apex Legends. Each of these levels will still earn you 600 Legend tokens, just like it did before. These new changes also mean that you'll now earn 59 Apex packs on your journey through the first 100 levels, instead of the 45 you earned before. For players that have already reached the previous level cap, Respawn will be retroactively rewarding you with all the Apex packs you would have earned under the new system. That means anyone at level 100 will get 14 extra Apex packs when they log in after this new system goes live. Along with all these extra packs, players will also have the chance to earn new weapon charms and level badges as their level increases. Respawn will also reduce the total amount of XP this new system will require to level up early on. Now the highest XP amount, 18,000, won't start until level 58, while it used to start at level 26. 
the total XP required to reach level 100 will be reduced by about 5%, which means returning players will likely earn a few levels for free as soon as the update hits. These changes should help ensure that new players get more rewards and get them faster without punishing players who have already committed plenty of time to the game. For the players who have already reached the dozens of hours required to reach level 100 in Apex Legends and are still going back for more, you now have a whole lot more levels to earn. All these new changes to Apex Legends level system will go live in the game's upcoming patch, which is scheduled for December 3rd. Really cool to see Respawn learning with Apex Legends as they go and correcting anything that they believe could be improved for the player base and the community. And number 7 of rumor, pro skateboarder Lizzie Armanto says there's a new Tony Hawk game in the works. Matt Wales at Eurogamer writes, It's been 4 years since the world was last graced with a Tony Hawk's pro skater game, and as we've all tried hard to forget it, it was rubbish. Even so, despite late life missteps, love for the series lingers on, and recent whispers from those seemingly in the know suggest that fans may finally be set to get the pro skater revival they've been hoping for. Word of a new Tony Hawk game initially began to circulate over the weekend when reliable industry leaker Sabi shared word from an Activision source suggesting that prototype remakes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 had been doing the rounds internally. Sabi did know, however, that, quote, nobody seems to know if both games are being fully remade or if it's just some test for something else, end quote. That uncertainty might as well have already been cleared up elsewhere, though, thanks to a recent interview unearthed by fans. Back in October, it turns out professional skateboarder Lizzie Armanto told the Nine Club podcast during a brief back and forth about her appearance in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 that, quote, Hawk is coming out with another one and I'll be in that too, end quote. As someone who loved those originally Tony Hawk games as I played them on the Nintendo 64, I wanted to include this story as I know there's a big hardcore fan base around them. It'll be interesting to see if they just do remakes or if they try to bring it back again with a number 6 given how bad number 5 was. And as always we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox and this one is about games with gold. The source is Wikipedia so let's read up. First announced during E3 2013 the Games with Gold program offers free Xbox 360 games to users who purchase gold level membership for the Xbox Live. The program was extended to the new Xbox One console one year later. Unlike Xbox 360 game with gold releases, Xbox One users must maintain their Xbox Live Gold memberships in order to keep access to downloaded titles. Should the user drop their membership, access is suspended until the membership is reinstated or the game is purchased outright. Beginning in July 2015, Microsoft announced the expansion of the Games with Gold program to officially offer two games each month for the Xbox One, just like with the Xbox 360. Each game will be offered for a full month, with one game being available from the first of the month until the last day of the month, and the second game being available from the 16th of the month until the 15th of the following month. This was a change from a previous policy. When the program had begun including Xbox One games, it had started with two games, rotating them so that each month included one new game and one game that had been offered in the month prior. A great program and added value for us to be able to play our games online. It'll be interesting to see what they do when they launch Project Scarlet. Are we immediately going to get one free Project Scarlet game a month? I can't imagine that they'll do that initially, but surely in the months to come. Thank you guys for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I actually hosted my first Thanksgiving, so I had no time as I was preparing the house and cooking all week, but I can't wait for this week to finally carve some time out and force myself to play some Jedi Fallen Order, Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 5, and maybe start Halo Reach in 4K. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. I hope you all have a great week, and keep on gaming.